You are listening to episode 21 of the New Rules for Your Life and Your Business podcast. Every day, our world is shifting and changing. New technology, new traditions, new relationships, responsibilities, and challenges. How can you keep up? Welcome to the New Rules for Your Life and Your Business podcast, where transformation specialist Holly Rovinger and her expert guests, along with everyday people, have conversations on how to survive and thrive in this new world that's continually redefining itself. Whether you decide to listen for the motivation, the education, entertainment, engagement, or inspiration, you'll want to tune in weekly. Here now with all the new rules for your life and your business is your host, Holly Rovinger. Hi, it's Holly. Welcome back to New Rules for Your Life and Your Business. I am thrilled to have you here. And as you can tell from the introduction, the purpose of this podcast is to provide information to help baby boomer women survive and thrive in our rapidly changing world, especially those who have had to restart and reignite their lives. I joke that we are morphing into the Jetson era, but there are some inventions, developments, etc., that are proving this is becoming more and more of our new reality. One only has to look at Apple TV, GPS systems, and the new cars that actually drive for us. I know some of you think the GPS systems are just, oh, well, they're, they're just there. But to me, when I am on a plane and I get off in a different time zone and it adjusts for me and then I can actually plug in my destination and it takes me takes me there. It's amazing. So what about also our rapidly changing technology, especially on the internet? We no sooner learn one skill than a new one presents itself. And I never thought in my lifetime we would have phone TV where we could actually see the people we are speaking with. Again, reminiscent of the Jetsons. Now, this new technology is definitely a positive, but the flip side is that we have drifted and have lost a lot of the general etiquette of life, and I believe we need to get back to basics. Doing this will help stop the overwhelm, frustration, the feelings of I just can't keep up with it all that a lot of people are feeling. Part of my mission is to help you step into your best life, which means engaging and being present whether it be in your personal or professional life or both, depending on your situation. Only then do you become empowered and can elevate the way you are living. With that in mind, I choose my guests to interview very carefully. They will give you tips, tricks, strategies, advice, etc. to help you. They are truly gracious enough to share their stories so you can not only learn from them, but become inspired and motivated to be and do your best. The topic for today is embracing change. And my special guest is Nancy Burke Barr. Welcome, Nancy. Hey, Holly. It's wonderful to be here. Some of the highlights for today. What happened to Nancy when she finally embraced the change? What is the secret to not being tired as we get older? And what's an accidental entrepreneur? That and more today on the New Rules for Your Life and Your Business podcast. So I'm going to um, read Nancy's bio for you, and then we will hop into her new rule. A California native, 
Nancy Burke Barr was born into a family of Napa County Vintners and raised in the lush Petaluma Valley. Having been raised in a farming community, she learned early on that life can be as unpredictable as the weather and one's ability to adapt is critical. Those philosophies served her well as she studied abroad with New York University and then graduated from UC Berkeley. After working in retail and operating her own cooking school, Nancy returned to her studies. She earned a Juris Doctor from the University of Miami School of Law, graduating magna cum laude and ranking number three in her law school class. Wow, Nancy. Many years later, after moving back to California, practicing estate planning and raising three children, Nancy turned to online marketing. Social media opened up new worlds where she used her love of learning and adaptability to speak, train, and coach in social media marketing. With a shifting economy and a population of aging baby boomers, she is adapting once again and returning to her professional roots. This fall, Nancy will be opening the law offices of Nancy Burke Barr, providing estate planning and fiduciary administration. Wow, Nancy, that, that's amazing. You're, you're really coming full circle, which I think is just awesome. So why don't you just jump in and uh, tell everybody what your new role is? Today's new rule. Okay, well, I'm going to be really excited to share that because it has been an interesting journey for me, and I did not walk this path uh, voluntarily. <laughs> um, similar to your story, I was married and was a stay-at-home mom for much of my, you know, child-rearing years. I, I walk, I worked off and on, but mostly, you know, I was home and dealing with my babies and then my teens. And I figured that what I would do when they were out of the house is I would spend my time running around, visiting them at school. Hopefully one of my kids would have babies by then. And then I'd be a grandma and I could help take care of the babies. And I'd work in my garden and I'd entertain and I would travel. Well, you know, the best laid plans (laughs) um, do not always work out. And now I am in a position where I need to be financially independent. And I still fight it sometimes because I want what I want, right? Don't we all? Well, yeah. And you know what, Nancy, it's very normal to fight it because as you and I both were, you adapt, not intentionally, but you become basically a dependent personality, You know, you're dependent on somebody else for your livelihood. And, you know, that's certainly what happened. I mean, if you're going to stay home full time, um, it's kind of what you have to do is become dependent on someone else. And that was good as far as it went. However, I also realize now, so this has arisen and I had the need to start generating some income. And that's why I started doing social media because it was something I could do from home. And ultimately it it was fun and I enjoyed it, but I also was fighting it. And this is where I want to talk about embracing change because what I discovered is that when I embraced it 
And I really took it on. And I said, this is cool. I mean, I am part of the new world. I am part of one of the hottest new trends that only people in their 20s and 30s understand anything about. And you begin, you know, you go to functions and you realize that you are completely conversant about a modality that most, the vast majority of people know nothing about, but everybody wants to know about. You start going, wow, you know, I can do this. This is cool. And one of the things that I want to point out around that is I think many of us think about retirement because we're tired and we're tired from raising kids. We're tired from working for 25 years. We're tired from paying the bills and worrying about how we're going to fund college. And, you know, so we're tired and we think that the answer to being tired is resting. But I am here to tell you that the answer to being tired is reinventing yourself, embracing the change, becoming something exciting and new, not necessarily like going back to school and taking on a whole new major, but really looking at your life and saying, how can I reinvigorate myself? How can I embrace life in the way I did when I was younger? And let me tell you something, the exhaustion goes away really fast when you're in that place. That's an interesting way to look at it. And I never thought of it that way that, you know, reinvigorating yourself, reinventing yourself. It does give you a sense of excitement. You know, you had written down baby boomers are not too old to live the adventure. And you're absolutely right. I mean, we see all these young people, you know, doing all these new, new things, whether they're becoming entrepreneurs or, or whatever, they're jumping in with both feet. But yet, you know what, Nancy, the stats show that there are more baby boomers starting their own business than any other age group, which is fascinating to me. Well, some of that is what we call, you know, accidental entrepreneurs. Either we've been let go from our jobs or we're finding that despite stellar uh, background and stellar resume, which I believe I have, it's not so easy to get back into the work world. The professional world has not quite embraced bringing the baby boomers back. Well, yeah. I mean, especially those of us who took a hiatus when we were raising our children, I, I think it may be a little different for those who kept working because obviously think, they're still there, you know? Well, I think a lot of people who have kept working, however, are being let go for, you know, they're bringing in younger people that they don't have to pay as much. They think they're getting the same quality, but that's, you know, a deception. They're deceiving themselves because you can't ever replace experience and wisdom. And those are things that only come with time. Now, I am in no way putting down the younger generation because I think that our upcoming, you know, you and I both have children who are out there changing the world. And I believe that this generation is just phenomenal. I can't imagine better people, smarter people, more hardworking people. Um, and I have great hope for the future with our young people. But that doesn't mean that there's not a place for us. And 
what I have discovered is that it is important if you are finding yourself in the situation where you're being let go or your company's downsizing and your position's been downsized or you're trying to come back from a hiatus, it isn't so easy to just meld back in the way it was years ago. I mean, I had people knocking down my door trying to give me jobs. And now, you know, it's it hasn't been quite so easy. So what I have chosen to do is to go back to my roots. I, I tried, you know, the social media and it's going to, it was awesome. It really invigorated me. I love being part of it. I love doing that. But I'm in a position where I really need to generate some very serious money. And I figured, what was that law degree for? (laughs) So I may as well, you know, go back and utilize that. So I've chosen, I will be using my social media. I will be using it to promote my business. But I've decided to hang out my shingle and go back to being an estate planner and doing what I know. And you know what? And I think this time around that you're going to like it much more than you did when you were younger because of all the experience, because of all the knowledge and combining that with your online know-how, you're going to have more fun with your law career than you did in the past. I mean, I believe that. Yeah, and I agree with you because I'm also becoming very involved in my local community. I've joined the chamber. I belong to networking groups. And I'm out and about really interfacing with the community and learning about how everything. Now, some people have been doing this all along. I was very involved in the in the educational community. So with the public schools, with, you know, volunteering in the school, dealing with educational issues, school board, that kind of thing. But now... I'm broadening that and looking at the way the actual community runs, the city, the county, what services are out there, how can those services meld with what services I'm offering, and meeting just amazing people. And it really, getting out there and doing it and starting to build something new alleviates the exhaustion. Now, I'm not saying that I don't have days where I come home and I'm just like, oh my God, (laughs) where is my chair? Uh, However, in the bigger picture, by really embracing the change and really getting excited about all the possibilities, all the ways you thought you could change the world when you were young, And then you started having babies and you started working for corporations and you kept running into roadblocks. You know what? Now you can do it because what have you got to lose? Most of us are more financially secure. We have some basis and we can get out there. So for example, for people who are in a position say to retire, they can go out and they can take on some cause or some some project that they would have loved to have done when they were younger and really take it on and embrace it 
and change the world in the ways that didn't seem possible when they were, I mean, they thought it was possible, but then you know how that goes. You, you're you going to change the world. Then you start running into all the roadblocks. Now life <laughs> then, gets in the way, right? Right. And then you start to kind of give up and then you get a little bitter and you're like, yeah, right. You know, that's never going to happen, blah, blah, blah. Well, now you can kind of come back to that whole philosophy of a new world and bring to it all of the wisdom and all of the experience that you've had throughout these years and really make some impactful changes. Well, and and I love that you're saying that because, you know, people say, well, you know, I'm comfortable, I'm retired, you know, why do I have to reinvent? Why do I have to invigorate myself? But you know what, that's going to keep them youthful. So even if they don't have to recreate or reinvent themselves to make an income, they can do it to they like you said, they can start a foundation, they can start a charity or they can work for something that's already out there and feel good about themselves. So embracing the change of becoming, you know, a baby boomer and just, you know, not accepting this whole sliding through retirement, but, you know, really making a difference, I think could really change a lot of people's lives because, you know, for a lot of the women who've never had to work you know, for them, they've kind of been so-and-so's wife. They've never really made their own identity. So perhaps in this baby boomer stage, you know, their children are out of the house, you know, things are quieter, you know, maybe now they can also, you know, become reinvigorated and all of a sudden become their own person and leave their imprint on the world. So when they do their estate planning with you, they'll have something to say. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's absolutely, I think it's absolutely that the idea is that we're, we're not going to just disappear on the golf course and have nothing more to say about the world besides, you know, annoying our children and grandchildren (laughs) that we actually can, we're not old the way our parents and our grandparents used to be. I'm fortunate that I come from a family. My my parents are are still very active and my dad is in his 90s. So they still, you know, go to functions and volunteer. And my mom is in her late 80s and she still makes food for the homeless. And so, so I have some background with staying, you know, coming from the country, People in the country, I think it's very interesting because people in the country don't retire. They still, I mean, they may retire, but they're still busy gardening, volunteering, uh, working on their ranch, working on their farm. And it's not the same as people that I've experienced when I lived in Florida, where people just move to South Florida, they hole up in a condominium. Um, If they're active, they play golf. Otherwise, they just play Mahjong all day. (laughs) And that's the end of it. I think that if you really look yourself hard in the mirror, especially for baby boomers who really believed in something. I mean, we were the generation we did change the world through the era of Vietnam and so many changes that occurred 
from our flower child past where people began to look at life in a whole different way. We began, you know, it was the 50s and 60s when attitudes about race began to change significantly. And out of that blossomed a different attitude about sexual orientation and the world. And, you know, some people may think that's a bad thing. I think that accepting people for who they are and letting people live their lives is a great thing because that means I get to live my life and do things the way I want to. So we have to look back and remember who we were. And there is no reason for us to be put out to pasture. We still have the health and the vitality and the intelligence to go out there and support causes. And, you know, sometimes it means that someone, you know, a fraction of your age is going to be your boss. I volunteered for an entire year with the Institute for Justice and Democracy in Haiti. And it is a, uh, a, a law firm that works on justice issues in the country of Haiti. And I answered to people who were just out of law school <laughs> because I was a volunteer and they were, they were, you know, being employed by the company. So it, but if you, again, look at that as an adventure what can you learn from these young people? They have so much to teach us. And it's really wonderful to be with people who still have that enthusiasm, who still have that belief that anything is possible. And the reality of it is, is that anything is possible. And it's even more possible for us in the stages that we're at to make those things possible because those kids are going to start getting married, having babies, and all the roadblocks are going to start going up for them. We're done with all that. <laughs> and we can really move forward and change things in ways that we may have never even realized were possible even when we were younger. Right. Right. And like you mentioned here, we are not old in the same way that people our age used to be. And I think that's the difference. And that's what everything you're saying is exemplifying that we we still have life, we still have the spirit and we can change the world. Whereas years ago, when our parents were our age, they didn't feel like this. So why don't you um, share how to accomplish this embracing the change? You know, how can you accomplish it? I think part of it is that you have to push through the idea, especially if you're in a position where you have to stay working or you have to keep generating an income, is release the idea that this is a punishment, that you're being punished because your husband got laid off five years ago and had trouble you know, finding a new job. Um, you're being punished because you were such a good wife and now you're getting divorced. Uh, that you're, you know, what your vision was, was playing golf and traveling. Well, it doesn't mean you can't do a lot more of those things than you used to. But stop seeing this as a punishment and start looking at this 
as a whole new opportunity in your life. This is a time that you can be anything you want to be. There is a whole new chance, a whole, what, you know, 20, 30 years to really make yourself whatever you want. So this is very exciting. So if you stop feeling sorry for yourself and see this as something that will breathe new life into your whole being, think about how much better an active, productive retirement would be. Now, let's say you don't care about saving the world. All you want to do is just, you know, you love gardening and that's what you want to do is garden. Well, great. You can be, you know, there's this whole movement now, which I'm definitely a part of, of turning your garden into edibles. Uh, If that intrigues you or you loved roses, there's garden clubs to belong to. There are new issues around organic gardening and there's, there really is no other way to feel amazing than to give back. That is the number one way to feel very gratified in your life is to give back. And so whatever your hobby is, whatever your interest is, if you don't really want to work or you really... Um, you know, don't feel like, oh, I want to go out and, you know, change the legal system or, or something along those lines, you can still volunteer. You can give back with all of those tremendous skills that you have. Even a mom who's done nothing other than stay home with her children has incredible skills. If you've been active within the school system, if you have been at home Uh, cooking amazing meals for your family and making sure that they're well-nourished. If you have been active with the school board or you got very involved with helping your kids apply to college, there are all kinds of ways that you can take that knowledge and share it with people who are really lost. Well, that and that's very valid, Nancy, is that people think when they give, they have to give with money. And sometimes it's just more important and more valuable when they give of themselves and their time. They can just help somebody, you know, so immensely that they can change their life. Oh, know? absolutely. Absolutely. And I can tell you, there is a woman who lives across the street from me and her children were all grown when I moved in or they were at least like, say, in their 20s when my children moved in. And she would be out front working in her garden and I would come home and my kids had been going, you know, wacko bananas in the car. And I thought I was going to commit Harry Carey at any moment and just didn't know what I was going to do. And sometimes I'd get them settled in the house And we would stand on the front porch and she would talk to me and share her experience, share ideas that she had, share things that she had gone through and how she handled it. And I cannot tell you how much that helped me. And this is just a woman who stood in her yard and came over and was willing to spend the time to talk to a young mother And I consider her to be a 
very powerful influence in my life. That's awesome. And you know what? Uh, People with experience just sharing little bits of knowledge, it makes us feel, oh, my God, thank you. I'm not going through this alone. I'm not the only one. Absolutely. And she would share stories from uh, there was a time one time my daughter was probably about four or five and she decided she was going to run away from home. And she was really a challenge when she was small. She's actually really easy as a as a teenager, as a teenager. And then now in her 20s, she's very, very easy. But she was quite the challenging uh, toddler. And she just she like packed her bags and she was leaving. She was going to New York. Now, how did she even know where New York was? I, I don't know. But she was off and she started taking off down the street. And I was at a point where it was almost like, you know what? Go. <laughs> I just don't know what to do with you anymore. <laughs> and when I was standing on the porch watching her run down the street, this woman came out and she just gave me some kind words and some support. And it changed my whole attitude. Right. Just again, how you look at things, you know? Exactly. And she just, you know, so like I'm saying, it doesn't have to be a job. It doesn't have to be, you know, creating a new United Nations or (laughs) it can just this wonderful woman will always be in my heart. And she had a huge impact on the raising of my children. So it can be something as small as just reaching out to your neighbors. I have have neighbors now where the children are very small and my children are older. So just, you know, reaching out and offering to watch the kids for an hour while she runs to the grocery store or bringing the kids over some cookies or just simple things that connect, keep you connected. And that's really what the new rules are really about. This is as much as people say, oh, these kids are always on their phones. They're always texting. I really see this as an era of being connected and being connected in ways you and I would have never met, but for the internet, never. Never in a million years would we have met. Yeah, and that is, that's the positive side of, of you know, the technology exactly. and everything. And in fact, you and I lived in the same city for many years. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to that in another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the point is, is that you meet amazing people. You get to reach out to people all around the world. And you get to really be connected. But if you don't want to connect online, if you don't want to embrace that part of it, then just get back to old fashioned connecting. Go to some community events, begin to reach out to people in your neighborhood, host a block party. It can be as simple as bringing someone a little gift or visiting a shut in all the way to changing the whole world. Right. There, there are so many things people can do to volunteer and help. So I really appreciate your, your sharing that. I think that'll give a lot of the listeners some insight into things perhaps, you know, that they can do. So well, now- there's nothing that makes you feel alive and feel 
like you're connected to the world, there's nothing like helping other people. Right, right. So Nancy, why don't you share with the audience, uh, your quote is beautiful. So why don't you share that with the audience? Favorite quote. Well, my favorite quote is the path you have been seeking always leads home. Very nice. Very nice. The point of that, of course, being that you are who you are and it's all inside you already. And you've spent the last 40, 50, 60 years searching for something outside of yourself. And it's all been there all along. Yeah. All you have to do is try to reconnect with, I always suggest to young people when they're trying to figure out what career to pursue, that they think about what they love to do when they were three, four, five years old. Because that's when we were really connected with our authentic selves. And that's something that we can do as well. What did we care about when we were little? Well, it's time, time, yeah, just time to start dreaming again. Exactly, exactly. And it's all there. You have everything that you need inside of you. Yes, like the, the good witch said on The Wizard of Oz to Dorothy, you've always had the power, my dear. So it's the same thing. <laughs> exactly. And now, you know, we have the the wherewithal, we have the connections, and you have way more connections than you realize. If you start thinking about how many people you know and who you've been, you know, in touch with over the years, we have the connections, we have the savvy, and we have the confidence to get out there and be the people we've always wanted to be. So we will embrace this lovely change and jump in with both feet and do our thing. I love that. And Nance, one of the things that um, I'm an advocate of is doing something nice for yourself every day and something as simple as sitting down and reading a good book. So what's your favorite book to read? Well, I have to say, I guess this shows how immature I am. (laughs) No, it just shows your childlike quality, which is wonderful. (laughs) My favorite series of books is the Harry Potter series. And I have read them. I've read the whole series at least five times. Seriously. Seriously. Okay, guys. Well, not very much that you could that you could quiz me on about Harry Potter that I wouldn't know. That's pretty cool. (laughs) And um, for those listening, there will be some uh, connection where you can jump on it and hear these actually in your car if you want to listen by audio. So that that's great, Nancy. And I'm going to list underneath the podcast all the different ways people can connect with you, and especially those in California who you know, at some point we'll need some estate planning. We all need it. And, you know, you know, connect with Nancy because um, she's full of life. She's full of passion, very knowledgeable, um, extremely, extremely smart, and and she can really help you. So Nancy, thank you so much for joining me today. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. If you would like to connect with Nancy, she's active on Facebook and Twitter, and you can find the information for her on the notes we have created, especially for this episode on hollyrovinger.com. An easy way for you to start the conversation with Nancy is to mention that you heard her speak on the new rules for your life and your business podcast. And as she says, 
It's all about connecting. If you like this episode, please consider leaving a five-star review over on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio, and I'll mention it in a future episode as a way to really, really thank you. By leaving a review and downloading an episode, it makes the podcast more visible and easier for others like you to find. Thank you for listening today. Have a great week, and remember to always have a positive mindset so you can live healthier and wealthier and happier with passion. This is Holly signing off for today. But before we go, Nancy is embracing the change. And what I want to ask is, are you? Today's show has been sponsored by The Empress Cloth on Amazon. TheEmpressCloth.com. Check it out. Save time, save money, save the environment. A much healthier way to clean for you, your family, your loved ones, and your pets. Thanks for listening to the new rules for your life and your business podcast. If you're listening and you want to grab contact details for today's guest, information on resources mentioned, or any other show notes, head over to hollyrovinger.com for complete details. That's www.hollyrovinger.com. We would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. So leave us a comment on the website or an honest review on iTunes. And to get regular tips to help you in today's rapidly changing world, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the new rules for your life and your business. 